I'm Kat. And I'm Vic. And this is Now Kiss, a shipping podcast. If you're like us, when you want to relax, you turn on the TV or open a book and get overly invested in the love lives of fictional characters. We'll be talking about canon ships, fanon ships, basically any ship that delights or intrigues us and makes us want to say, Now Kiss! Hello! Hello! Oh my gosh, it's been so long since we've recorded something. I know, we're back here. Again, at it again. I know. Um, it. This is the first one we've recorded since we started releasing yeah. the podcast. So I want to say thank you to our dozen of listeners. <laughs> yes, thank so you. So far, we love you so much. And thank you for listening and the couple of comments we've gotten. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Thank you. Please continue to comment, rate, Uh review, listen. All of that stuff is so fun. So, Kat, what are we talking about today? What world are we going to? We are going into the Star Wars universe. Ooh. Yes. And we're going to talk about... I think one of your favorite ships. One In of fact, my favorite ships. I of know all time. it is. <laughs> this is the Millennium Falcon. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> that is a ship. That's in a ship. This universe, a, a literal ship. Uh huh. We are going to be talking about the ship between Han Solo and Princess Leia. It is. It is one of my like OTPs for sure. Like an. Original, original one, Drew Barry. Yeah. Right. I mean, okay. I know we talked about Zach and Kelly as both being both of our, like, very first ship that right. we shipped. But this uh, Han and Leia was, like, formative in my puberty, for sure. Oh. Well, I hope you'll share a little bit about your puberty with us I, on always. this podcast. I'm always. I'm always... I'm always open to hearing about it. And I would love to hear about your puberty as well. Yeah, mine, I don't think mine had as much to do with this particular ship as yours did, mm-hmm. but uh, we can get there. We we'll get, get there. there. We'll, we'll get, get there. there. Um, so I didn't get, I didn't like grab a description from IMDb or anything like that. So I thought it might be fun as two people who, and we'll go into like our, our, background in this universe but like two people who have liked star wars for a long time let's try to explain to someone who maybe hasn't seen it or hasn't gotten into this universe like what is this actually about yeah well first of all it's definitely about wars among the stars so that first and foremost you have yeah. to know there is a lot of war happening there's there's old wars there's new wars Mm -hmm. in between times you know maybe not every planet is being touched by the war at the same time uh but there's many planets and they're at war galaxy far far away and they're at at war so basically the protagonist is luke skywalker he's a farm boy Mm -hmm. classic chosen one because his yeah he's an orphan he's an orphan his father is dead uh he was raised by his aunt and uncle destined to save the universe he's a chosen one yes and he meets this old guy in the desert Mm -hmm. named obi-wan kenobi who actually knew his dad we find out and who was a jedi with him now, a Jedi is like, <laughs> oh my gosh! How do we even explain it? We can't explain okay, it to people who so don't hang know on, it. Hang on, all right, I can do this. Okay, Jedi, Jedi, space wizards. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yes. 
evil empire. Yes. Nazis. Rebels. Rebels. Good guys. They're fighting the Nazis. Yes. Space Nazis. Yes. That's the basis. I, I mean, think. that's, yeah, I think that's so. like a very simple way and of saying it. And the force, it binds us, it penetrates us, it binds the galaxy together. Wow, you know the force better than I yeah, do. Yeah, it's, I, I'm familiar with, with the force. Yeah, it's a magic system. You, you basically, like, you can move things with your mind. Yeah, you can tap into it if you are sensitive to it. I feel like the Jedi, the space wizards, mm-hmm. it feels like I could never be a Jedi because it feels like in order to access the force, it takes like a lot of meditating. Yes. And I just don't have the patience for that, really. Yeah. Well, that's another interesting thing is because Luke Skywalker really didn't either when he started his journey, his Mm -hmm. hero's journey. And he got there. He got some uh, sensitivity or, you know, he got some patience, I would say, Mm -hmm. along the way. And he also got some... Big news about in his life. Lots sure. of spoilers. I want to yeah. say spoilers. I don't even know what to call it. Yeah. We'll get there. We'll but, get there. So, anyway, uh, what we're going to be covering today, for the most part, is the original trilogy, which includes the films, A New Hope, The Empire Strikes Back, and Return of the Jedi. And we will also probably um, talk about... The first movie of the sequel and trilogy. possibly the second one. Yeah. Maybe more. Call, anyway, so The Force Awakens. Um, but, I mean, speaking about Han and Leia, that's, I mean, those are the movies they appear in yeah, together. Yeah. And we're, when we're, Fair. like, talking about our ship. But, again, uh, we want to give a blanket spoiler warning for the entire Star Wars universe. Um, not just the movies, but also the TV shows, maybe some of the novels, maybe some of the comic books, because you're listening to two, like, true Star Wars yeah, nerds. Yeah, and as We've you can see, I didn't, a lot. I didn't even know how to talk about it, because I probably know too much and too, <laughs> too little at the same time, somehow. Mm-hmm. So, um, Kat, what's your personal history with Star Wars? When did you get um, into it for the first time? I don't know. My personal history with Star Wars was, as a kid, watching it on VHS, maybe even VHS that we taped off TV, and it was more <laughs> my brother's thing. I remembered seeing the droids, R2-D2, C-3PO, wandering in the desert. I was like... I don't really know, like, what this is about, but I did think that Luke Skywalker was cute. That I remember thinking as a kid when he's, like, looking off into the sunset, the binary sunset. It's a very beautiful scene. It's a beautiful shot, and for so sure. And so then I definitely started getting into it. Um, maybe more in high school than I had a high school teacher who was really into it, and we <laughs> watched the movies in high school. So I was all about that, and then we had to write about them. But I think I really really got re into them in 2015 when the force awakens came out because then i was like really watching them all again i was very excited that mark hamill was going to be back as luke skywalker now how much he really <laughs> appeared in this <laughs> film 15 it was hilarious <laughs> well not just him the whole um original trilogy or trilogy the whole original trio was back so that was announced, and that's, I think, mm-hmm. when I started getting into it. So that was obviously announced before 2015, but when it was announced, yeah. I was like, oh, I'm getting back into this. And so by the time it came out, I had, like, reintroduced myself to the original trilogy, which was, like, my favorite. Empire mm-hmm. Strikes Back being one of my favorite Ugh. movies of all time. Still always will too. be. So that's kind of the history there. Um, yeah. 
All right, so my history with Star Wars is I was aware of it as a kid, as a younger kid, I should say, because it was so, like, in in the zeitgeist. We both grew up in the 90s, yeah. like, late 80s and 90s when we were young. And so there, it was just always around. Like, kids had the toys and stuff like that. But I got into it when they released the special editions in theaters in 1997 so this was before the prequels oh yeah i got into it then too okay yeah so i've had many waves waves of being sure into it. i mean yeah. i've certainly had waves as but like well. getting into fandom aspect that is newer yeah me. yeah so yeah i got into them in 97 and it was just sort of like i didn't really think they were gonna be my thing but my dad was like, you've got to see these movies, and took me and my brother to see them in the theaters. It was something, like, kind of special that, like, we got to do with Dad, you know? And I was 13 um, in 97, and so going to see those in the theater, like, like basically a week apart, they released them, and I um, had a very kind of 13-year-old girl reaction Mm. in... The Empire Strikes Back when uh, our, when the ship we're talking about today, Han Solo and Princess Leia kiss for the first time mm. in that movie. I credit that moment with leading me into adulthood, we should I say. See. Yeah. Um, I had a very puberty-filled reaction and to that This moment. is the difference <laughs> between you and me as far uh-huh. as my crush on Luke Skywalker, which was maybe more innocent and yeah. pure because he he's a space virgin. is a space virgin for sure <laughs> definitely like that kind of chosen one like innocent type and that's where i was at my nope. time and i had I guess. no interest in <laughs> uh luke skywalker very handsome or came very handsome of course, and of particularly course. in return of the jedi with those arm muscles oh yeah but i no no interest oh, you, you mean, for uh, me empire empire yeah. strikes back yeah sorry with the arm muscles on dagobah but no for me it was all about 13 year old me and 35-year-old Harrison Ford. <laughs> yeah, I mean, <laughs> was what I, I, I wanted. Liking Harrison Ford is pretty, uh, this is pretty natural. I would say yeah, many, yeah. many people, uh, find him attractive. Yeah, but yeah, so, but particularly, obviously, he's very attractive and still is to this day. He's like... But this is like the character of Han Solo. The character of Han Solo, that like charming rogue blaster, tight pants, like, but also, it wasn't just that, it was... Specifically, the relationship with Princess. Well, Leia. they had chemistry. They maybe had... I was innocent at that time, but it was maybe the first time I really saw something like chemistry. Mm-hmm. And it was could feel it. Definitely the first time that I looked at like a rivals to lovers kind of thing because mm-hmm. their whole thing is they're like bickering, they're arguing all the time. Yes, and um, that was the first time because it's watching The Empire Strikes Back as an adult. And you see them, they're, like, clearly laying the groundwork that those two are going to get together. They're bickering in a very, um, like, flirty kind of way. But myself, as a a tween, seeing that, I was like, oh, they hate each other. Right. Until the moment they kissed. It was banter. I was like, oh. And so not only was it a moment for me... Um, sexually, it was the also the moment I realized that I was being Princess Leia in my everyday life mm. and purposefully bickering with boys I had a crush on. 
and like didn't even realize that I had crushes on them. Just something about them made me want to argue with them. That's almost better for you. At least you be talked negative. to them because I just didn't talk to the boys that I had crushes on. And yeah. I should I have tried. Know. I should have tried fighting them more. I don't think that's healthy. No, <laughs> like I, I don't think that was a healthy way to approach relationships. But that's what made me realize, like, oh, these. This is the reason I want to. My first, my instinct is to like bicker and make fun of these boys, is because mm-hmm. I actually want to kiss them. Yeah. So I can see that. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, um, so. <laughs> Yeah, we, we've we, got on for a very long yeah, time. We haven't, and should we maybe say who, like, a little bit about yeah, these characters? We haven't even introduced Princess Leia, which I think is a pretty important part <laughs> yeah. of the ship. Okay, so um, Princess Leia, my hero, always, and Carrie Fisher, who plays her, mm-hmm. also my hero, but definitely Princess Leia was my hero as a tween. And um, so she is the princess of a planet, Alderaan. And her father is sort of, like, really one of the leaders of the rebellion that's fighting the Empire. Yes. A.K.A. the Space Nazis. And so she is a young woman. She's 19 years old. And so she is just starting to get involved with the rebels. And she is kidnapped by um, the Empire. I mean, she's kidnapped by... Grandma of Tarkin, all these, like, yeah. other characters. But basically, kidnapped by the Empire and tortured by Darth Vader, who, guys, even if you don't know Star Wars, you know who Darth Vader is. Yeah, He's the big, scary machine man with the voice of James Earl Jones. Yeah. So you know who that is. And so she's captured, and uh, just before her spaceship is boarded by the Empire, she... Um, puts a message, a recorded message. Sent, they talked via hologram um, in Star Wars. So she puts a recorded message into a droid, and they escape onto this, like, backwater planet. And um, Luke Skywalker, who we've already mentioned, is the one who gets a hold of the droids yeah. and sees the message. So yes, that's who Princess Leia is. She's being captured and Luke Skywalker has to come rescue her. And he, uh, as you already mentioned, finds Obi-Wan Kenobi, mm-hmm. who had been a friend of his father's, and they hire a pilot. And who's the pilot? Han Solo. Oh, so handsome. They meet him in a bar. He's right off the bat is like, Just you know. Just hanging out in a bar. Chasing his debt, you know, yeah. basically. yeah. Uh, I like to say he he had to leave the planet to escape his gambling debts. Yeah. Yeah, so it's a real good guy that I was in love with as a child. Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. Um, But he has a spaceship called the Millennium Falcon, so they hire him, his co-pilot, Chewbacca, the Wookiee, um, who is the big... You guys... You know who you he know is, You know who too. he is if you've seen him. He's the big hairy one. And so... Uh, that's how Han Solo gets involved with everything, and they go to rescue the princess, is the basis of A New Hope. Yes, and then, of course, this is why we love Princess Leia so much. When they get there to the rescue, really, she flips it around. She does most of the rescuing, let's be real, because they just are a little bit inept. She, Mm -hmm. like is pretty good with the blaster. So she yeah, takes it yeah, right yeah. away. She's taking charge. She's a leader. Yeah, she's and she's literally a leader. Like she's one of the leaders of the rebellion. Yes. And so she's like fighting the stormtroopers and gets them to escape into a garbage chute. 
and they eventually escape, rejoin the rebels, and they've got to go blow up the Death Star, which is the big um, planet-sized space station that the Empire has built and is running. Yes. And this trilogy was originally, at least A New Hope was released in 1977. And so um, I think the general audience at the time, like, really had an understanding of, like, this is good and this is evil. And um, so much of, like, just what Star Wars was was so new at the time, you know, that, like, just the fact that there were, like, spaceships flying in space was cool. Definitely. And, yeah. And um, I know my dad, when he talks about seeing Star Wars for the first time, because he saw it in 1977 when it came out. And he was an adult when it came out, you know? And so he talks about going to see it and was like, just, he's like, you have no idea. Just words flying through space was so cool. (laughs) Like, not even, like, the droids or the blasters or lightsabers or anything. Just, like, the opening crawl was was cool. Yeah. (laughs) So... Well, so, there's, yeah. there's certainly a lot of ships in Star Wars, but let's get back to let's our ship. Let's get back to our ship. Oh, boy. This is going to be fun to edit. <laughs> so, oh, yeah. <laughs> anyway. Um, so, uh, in A New Hope, let's just finish up A New Hope real fast, because obviously they blow up the Death Star. Good guys win. Hooray. We, we see a little flirting, a little bit of banter. Yeah, but and, they really, yeah. they didn't do much, and they were definitely in the first one setting up Luke and Leia Yeah, because they, they didn't know they were going to make a different movie, and they didn't know how that was going to work out. The yeah. story had not been no, no, completed no. yet no. at all. It's, like, so clear that that's, and you get a little, like, there's that scene between Luke and Han when they're, like... Han's like, oh, what do you think? A princess and a guy like me? And Luke is like, no, I don't. Yeah. (laughs) That you're like, they're clearly like sort of setting up a very light, like love triangle. Yeah. But they're definitely leaning towards like Luke. Yeah. And then. I'm glad that that went a different way. Me too. (laughs) For many reasons. Yeah. Okay. So then the Empire Strikes Back is. uh, Oh, wait. But this is an important moment in A New Hope is Uh that Han was like going to leave, right? He rescued the princess. So. He's just, like, going to collect his money and go. Mm-hmm. But he's, like, made friends with them. And Luke is, like, kind of giving him a hard time. I mean, not really. He's like, all right, well, I guess you take care of yourself. Mm-hmm. But he comes back and he helps blow up the Death Star. That's true. And I think that is really setting up, like, that he's still around in The Empire Strikes Back. Because he has he was trying helped to the Rebel team. Even though he's still kind of trying to leave. Again, he's escaping gambling debt. He still has to pay that back. Yeah, and that does come back later yeah. in um, in this next movie. But yeah, that's a big thing. He was just hired to rescue the princess. He did rescue the princess. And then um, he got his money and was going to go. Which honestly, like, that doesn't make for a great movie. But also, in if, like, that was real life, I get it. <laughs> so the Empire Strikes Back. Yes. Begins. Begins. And so the rebels have won this victory, but they're hiding out on an ice planet, Hoth. Yes. Um, so lots of snow. And this is when we see some good banter between yeah. Han and Leia. They're in the rebel base, and that scene when they're, like, walking through the hallway and arguing, mm-hmm. to me, is, like, one of the hottest things. And this is how you know that... 
she's starting to have feelings for him because the thing they're arguing about is, again, him leaving. Like, she cares enough mm. to want him around, even though she's, like, pretending like she doesn't, being like, I don't care, blah, blah, blah. But it's like, okay, well, you definitely care, or we wouldn't be having this kind oh, of conversation. Yeah. And so, he's calling her yeah. out on it and is like, um, is like, yeah, no, you want me to stay because you want me to stay, not just because you want my help help. yeah like you want me to stay he's like but i owe people money and they're sending bounty hunters after me and so like i i need to go pay them back and she's like no i would just as soon kiss a wookie yeah (laughs) oh the rebel base is attacked and they have to escape Mm -hmm. and so um Han's trying to fix his ship and leave on his own, but then when the attack happens, the only way they can get out, the only way they can get out is for him to get her out on his ship, Mm -hmm. the Millennium Falcon, and so they have to go on their own and meet up with the Rebels later, and this is sort of like that trope of like oh no there's only one bed but (laughs) instead it's there's only one spaceship yeah (laughs) so but this is when you know they escape safely but they're being pursued and so they're having trouble like meeting up again Mm -hmm. with the rebels and they escape into an asteroid field right they fly inside of an asteroid to escape and this is when this is kiss. before or after? This is where I get confused because sometimes I always think the kiss happened in the hallway after the banter. But you know no, way more I than I know me. for you know sure. the moment. The sure. moment it happened. And it was not in the hallway. It was okay. on the this, Millennium Falcon. On the Millennium Falcon. Okay. And I don't remember if it's like when they're in the asteroid or after. I don't remember where exactly. But it's definitely in a spot where like they're safe for the moment. And they're because just she's trying, trying to, to fix something, and he like goes by. Mm-hmm. I'll I'll let you dis- describe uh, it. It's so your moment. He's, yeah. So like, she's trying to fix something, and he like leans in a little bit, mm-hmm. like into the little room she's in, and like takes her hand. I just wanted to say that part. Yeah. He's like oh. doing. I, well, you can't see what I'm doing. I know, he's just, like, but he like he's her hand, like caressing her, caressing her mm-hmm. hand because she gets it like stuck on something. Oh yeah, like ow. Oh, oh and it's so it's like. It doesn't even matter what it is. No, like it even the matter. story doesn't care what it is. It's just like, oh, she like scraped her hand or something as she yeah, tried spark to fix. or something. And like he goes in to, and he's like he's like stroking it with like his thumb, like hey. And then she's like, there's so much sexual tension she's there. She's like, stop that. She's like, stop that. I don't remember exactly what he says, but he says something like, oh, you need, like, more men like me in your life, or something like that. And And he tells her she's trembling. uh Uh-huh. And she's like, I happen to like nice men. And he's like, I'm a nice man. I'm nice man. And she's like, no, you're not. And that's when they kiss. And it's like, oh, it's so good. So we, like, know when she's like, stop that. It's, like, not really because she wants him to It's because she knows that it's the minute... He touches her. She's going to give in because she really wants. She wants him. him she so wants bad. him. Like she yeah. wants him so bad. And Han Solo has been around. Let's <laughs> he be has been he, around. We know that he has been around. 
I mean, we've learned in Solo he had, like, a previous love anyway. We're not going to talk uh, about that here. No, although they are very cute They also. are very cute. Yeah. Um, but, yeah. Uh, but, yeah, he also had another he's ex- serious girlfriend, He's experienced, yeah. is what we're saying. He, he, yeah, and that's another great trope that I love. He's, like, the rogue, and he's experienced. He's, like, been around the block. And Leia's the more, like, um, she's had a more sheltered mm-hmm. life. Like, she was... A princess, so she was raised, and she was also raised by a queen and a diplomat. But so there's like, definitely a book where she has a little boyfriend, and it's definitely a they fade do to it back. For sure. like they, they do definitely it for sure do it. Moment. No, she's not a space virgin like Luke. No, but <laughs> no, like no. she's only been around one block, and right. Han's she, been around like seven. I think after that experience for her, she like was like, okay, I really just have to like dive into being the daughter yeah. of this diplomat she, and this queen because my this is hard like my duty mm-hmm. to my planet is to like yeah help she in the completely dedicated herself to her work and yes. the rebellion and making the galaxy a safe place yeah for whereas i feel like han is just trying to survive and mm-hmm. then have a little bit of fun along the way yeah it's really for sure see him. so yeah they get together and that's when like they kiss and then they eventually end up escaping the asteroid belt and hiding out um, in Cloud City. Yeah. This is what I love about this ship is how they go from intense, like, sexual tension or, like, rivals to lovers, right? So there's, Mm -hmm. like, flirty banter, one passionate kiss, and then it's like they've been married for years. Like, the way that they connect and are caring for one another just, like, casually. Like, she kisses him on the temple at some point, mm-hmm. like, when they're on the ship before going to check something out. And, like, it seems like they're sharing quarters in Cloud City, and they just have, like, this... I don't know. I feel like they're very comfortable around each other. Mm-hmm. It's like... So, yeah, they get together. They're very clearly in agreement. I think that, like, we're together now yes. after we've had this kiss. But they don't, like, have a conversation no. about it. And so I really like that because it's, like... Oh, they just knew. They, they were that, already that there. on the same page. They yeah. didn't have to have like a talk about it. No, they were like already there. I love them on Cloud City when like there's a moment because there's it's high intensity, right? There's like a lot of stuff going on. Yeah. But there's a moment where like someone comes in on on them and they were just like sitting and talking in their yeah. quarters and like hanging out and like yeah. holding hands and it's not even like they interrupted anything sexy yeah. they were just like being together like yeah they don't have i mean i love them being sexy but they I they aren't being, being sexy at every moment they're mm-hmm. like together they're comfortable in ev- i think multiple aspects of their relationship mm-hmm. so i appreciate Seeing that. Oh, yeah, but Lando Calrissian puts some moves on her when he meets. That's Han Solo's friend. Yeah. And from Smuggling Days, who's, like, now runs a city. Yeah. For yeah. those who uh, want a visual, played by Billy D. Williams. And um, in the prequel movie, Solo, played by Donald Glover. Mm-hmm. And both of those castings are, like... So good. Brilliant. Just so good. Billy D. Williams... Um, is, like, very smooth and Mm -hmm. very clearly, like, hey, I'm this, like, smuggler, but now I've got a sort of legitimate business. Yeah. I'm saying it's legitimate, but it's clearly not all I've turned legit, yeah. I've turned half legit and just, like, this, like, smarmy smile, but in a charming way. Yes, he's so charming. He's so charming. And, like, Donald Glover, when he went to play that role in Solo, which, honestly, that's my favorite part of Solo, is him. He just, like, picks up on what 
Billy D. Williams was doing and takes it to like a hundred. Like yeah. <laughs> just uh and Lando always wears a cape and like Yeah, a cape is sexy. <laughs> a cape is sexy and just Donald Glover just like kills that cape. Like anyway. Yeah. That's not what we're here to talk about. But they're in Cloud City with Lando and we find out that before they got there, Lando cut a deal with the Empire. Yes. And guess who goes to greet them at dinner? Darth Vader. Darth Vader. And this is the creation of one of my favorite Star Wars gifts of all time. So, because what happens in the film is that they see Darth Vader and Han pulls out his blaster to shoot at him. Yes. And, like, blocks Leia, which, by the way, like... Sexy. Yeah, of course. Um, like, blocks Leia and then shoot, goes to shoot him, and Darth Vader uses the force to, like, grab, take the, the blaster. blaster, and the blaster flies out of his hands, and he goes, like, and you see, like, his hand, like, shaking a little bit as the blaster goes out of it, and his face is like, what? What, what yeah. just happened? <laughs> he doesn't really know about the force or yeah. believe in it, he's and, dead. Yeah, and so this meme is they replace the gun, the blaster, with a slice of pizza <laughs> so the pizza flies out and the text on the gift says my pizza <laughs> i do like I, I like using that um image from the dinner table for like many like dinner related things yeah. like i'm having a dinner party and it's like that picture Darth of Vader. is a dinner daddy's at the head of his table yeah. <laughs> but yeah Oh man, I that my pizza meme is yeah. like my fa- one of my favorite things. I'm a grown up. And but <laughs> but Darth Vader is trying to get Luke Skywalker who's not there. Right? And yeah. he's trying to get I mean Han Solo is he's, so he's like I'm going to like get him and Yeah, and basically him over the to- whole reason this is happening with Darth Vader and Han and Leia is to lure Luke there. Yeah. So that Darth Vader can uh, quote unquote fight Luke, but actually like tell him he's his father. And yeah. All oh that. yeah. That's um, not what Darth, we're here to Darth talk Vader about. Darth Vader is Luke Skywalker's father. If spoiler alert. Oh, spoiler alert. Uh-huh. Um, yeah. So yeah, but um, that's the whole reason this torture is going yeah. on because Darth Vader knows that through the Force, Luke will feel that his friends are being tortured mm-hmm. and will come to meet him yes. and fight, which and is exactly what Luke, happened. Luke Skywalker is very predictable, so of course he very. does. He does that. But um, what's on top of this is the, I mean, Darth Vader's plan was just to torture, but the whole way they were able to track down Han and Leia and find them was through the bounty hunter Boba Fett, because Boba Fett was hired by Jabba the Hutt, this gangster that Han owes money to. And so what's going to happen is like, Darth Vader's like, well, I'm, I'm going to torture them to get Luke to come here, and then you can do whatever you want with Han. You can take him back, and in order to take Han safely back to Jabba the Hutt, they're going to encase him in carbonite. Yeah, and also he doesn't A totally even, normal thing. He doesn't even really care if it's safe. I mean, in a way, Darth Vader's, like, testing the carbonite to see, like, can someone survive this? I don't know, because I'd like to put Luke Skywalker in That's right. In He's here. like, here's the plan. <laughs> I'm going to bring Luke Skywalker to the Empire. We can't just, like, bring them. We have to immobilize them in some way. Yeah. What's the easiest way to immobilize them? Free someone in carbonite. Obviously. Of there's course. No, we're there's in no this, other like, way to advanced galaxy. Them. There's no other way to immobilize. There's no, like, tranquilizer. No. No like um 
Yeah, no like medication, nothing like that. The easiest thing we could do, free someone in carbonite. Yeah, so yeah. that's the plan with Han. Mm-hmm. So they go, they're marched in. This was like very big for me. They're like, it's scary. You're marched into this thing. No one knows what's happening. Well, the audience does, yeah. but like Han and Leia and Chewie don't know what's happening. So they're marched in and... uh. Lando's like, so they're going to put you in carbonite? Like, it's, like, maybe safe? We don't know. (laughs) So... Try um, to survive, maybe? Like, maybe try your best to survive. I'm sorry, buddy. Like, I didn't know about the carbonite thing, so... Uh, And, um... Han, this is, like, one of the most iconic scenes in all of Star Wars, and definitely for this ship, Yeah, is um, Han's being lowered into carbonite, and Leia just has to say what's on her mind because she doesn't know if he's going to survive or not. And so she says, I love you. And Han says, I know. Like a dick. And that was, <laughs> and that was ad-libbed, right? Didn't hear It was. Do There's that? Like, like a lot of different stories about how this came to be. Like if that's it was an actual ad-lib. That's or, why it's so iconic because then there's all this mythology around yeah, I mean, it, that's definitely not what was in the script. Like what was in the script was I love you too. Yeah. But when they got there, I've heard a lot of different stories about that. I've heard like, oh, Harrison Ford just ad-libbed it. I've heard that um, the director, it was Irving Kirshner. I believe was the director. Does that sound right to you? Sounds right to me. Um, so it was like definitely wanted to come up with something different and that he and Harrison Ford like sort of as they were filming kind of chatted about what it should be. So I don't know that it was like a true ad lib. Like yeah. this is just something I said. Off the cuff. Off yeah. the cuff. Although he has a habit of doing that. He it, does. He has done it in the past and it's been epic before. So it's yeah. like a believable I think it's story. one of those things like the reason Han, like some of the dialogue in Star Wars, I mean <laughs> certainly the prequels, but that's not what we're talking about. No. But like some of the dialogue is a little um, like heightened. Like yeah. it's not, and all, if you listen to just Han Solo, he talks like people talk like More, he's yeah. the only one who talks the way just people talk because he was just like i'm not saying this shit he's <laughs> like, kind of an, an everyman anyway yeah and it works like you don't really notice until someone points it out to you and so You're like oh yeah sorry guys now you'll know <laughs> um yeah. but so some stuff has been ad-libbed but i don't think of harrison ford as like a great like improviser like but i think he's just like i'm not saying this but shit. he's I'm very gonna talk practical like I talk. he's yeah. practical about how things are on the day and mm-hmm. he just does what is best I yeah think. and i've um sort of broken down this scene okay um and um quite publicly if any of you uh the footage is out there of me breaking down the scene that basically like the i love you i know is so iconic and it works so well specifically in this moment with these stakes because if you're just like a regular person and you are with a guy and you're like hey i love you and he's like i know that's shitty. Like, yeah, yeah. That's, I mean... Even if you just said, I know, without the uh, it still would be like, wait, what? Wait, what? Yeah. No, yeah. the reason it works is because Leia just... It doesn't matter to Leia if he loves her back. Like, she pretty much... She already knows. She like, knows he does. She knows that he does. So, she doesn't... She doesn't need him to say, I love you, too. And she's not saying it to hear it back. He knows she's just that saying, she's telling him so that he will know. And he's yeah, telling her, I, I do know, know. I do know. 
Like, she's saying, like, hey, I don't know if you're going to live or die. So, like, I, ju- I just want you to know before you Maybe get encased die. in this yeah. carbonite that I love you. And he, like you said, he knows that, like... That's her reasoning. That's her reasoning. So she's, he says, I know. Like, in this is the situation where... It's appropriate. It is appropriate to respond to your lover with, I know. Yeah. By the way, I do think they did it. And they do kiss. Yes. In, after, in this moment. They kiss She's, in like, fighting to kiss, like, yeah. Chewie's, like, holding her and protect her, like... And this is a more, like, the first kiss, to me, at 13, was, like, so hot. And it is definitely hotter than, like, a Zach and Kelly kiss. But it is, like... That's a low bar. (laughs) A little more chase. Like, this kiss, right before he goes and gets, like, loaded into the carbonite freezing chamber... It's pretty passionate. ...is passionate. And they're cut off, like, like both times, Yeah. But (laughs) the first time they're cut off by C-3PO, the gay droid, walking in on them. And this time they're cut off by people, like, literally tearing them apart. Pulling them apart, yeah. So very intense. Very hot. Um, So, yeah. Anyway, so that's how Empire Strikes Back. And obviously nothing more happens in that movie that matters. No, there's no other thing that happens in that movie. (laughs) Well, like, probably one of the biggest bombshells in cinematic history. Yeah, but but nothing to do with the shit. But it really isn't that big of a deal now because, again, you know it already yeah so um and so uh the opening of return of the jedi yeah and the there's a very convoluted plot at the opening of return of the jedi yes um to get han solo and rescue him from the carbonite yes because he is at jabba the hutt's palace yeah who is a gangster again he's gonna be Paying off his debt here, yeah. so he's there. And, so he's at, and they're on Tatooine, which is Luke Skywalker's home planet, and also where they met Han for the first time. Yeah. Lots of, like, it's not necessarily a safe planet. Like, it's pretty full, excuse me, full of gangsters, and yeah, there's lots of, like, shady spice dealing and Definitely. stuff like that. Um, lots of wandering in the desert. So they have, they start with, like, a convoluted rescue plan. Yeah. And Leia has, like, this mask. Yeah, Leia's dressed as a bounty hunter mm-hmm. and, um, goes to, she makes a deal with Jabba the Hutt to sell the droids. That's, like, their... Yeah, their plan. That's, yeah, that's their cover story to get them into the palace. Oh, and by the way, <laughs> Jabba the Hutt, not a human. No, he's a, a big worm. giant slugworm yeah. guy. Um, the giant slug, basically. Um, and so Leia's dressed as this bounty hunter. That was the premise to get them into the palace. Right. And so at night, she sneaks out and um, releases him from the carbonite, basically. He's hanging on the wall. Jabba the Hutt has hung him. Yeah, it's like a prize. On the wall as like his painting, like artwork. Yeah. Which honestly, I mean, to me, it would art- be artwork. I mean, he is artwork. <laughs> it is artwork. Um, yeah. And so. Uh, she, like, presses these buttons. She, like, magically knows how to do it to, yeah. um, like, basically melt the carbon. Yeah. It, like, melts off, and he sort of, like, falls right out. And he can't <laughs> see. He doesn't. She yeah. still has, like, this vocalizer on her mask. Mm-hmm. So she's like, you have hibernation sickness. She's, like, it talking through the time. It will pass. <laughs> and he's like... He's, like, asking questions, like, where am I? And she's like, Jabba the Hutt's palace, and something like that. And he's yeah. finally, he keeps asking questions, and then he's, like, he, like, feels her mask and is, like, who are you? And she takes it off, 
and it's Leia, and she says, someone who loves you. And she and, kisses him. And then they kiss. Yeah. And that one's hot, too, because he's all, like, wet. And he can't, again, he can't see her. She's just, like, has to confirm, like, I'm yeah. here. And then, um, apparently Jabba was there the whole time just watching. He was like, but yeah. then all of a sudden, like, the curtains part and Jabba's there. And he doesn't, he's on, like, a platform that just people move around for yeah, him. Because yeah. he's a big slug man. Yeah. And so, um, he's like, ha, 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 I was watching. Not, that's not what he says. No. But, like, he's being a creep. <laughs> for sure. Um, we also see, like, Jabba has, uh, like, it's always a party at Jabba's palace. There's always a party. And you see, like, when Leia's coming to sneak sneak out at night, that everyone's just sleeping where they were earlier. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so that Jabba, this has nothing to do with the ship. It's just, like, Jabba is just a party house. Like, yeah. you party <laughs> till you literally just fall down right where you are and sleep. Like, that's what's happening. And so Jabba's there. He imprisons Han and puts Princess Leia in the her famous gold bikini outfit where she's, I mean, people find it sexy, but she is a sex slave, so it's not yeah, necessarily it's not really sexy, sexy. But I call it her power outfit. It's powerful, I think, because of and what she happens uses it next. Against she uses yeah. it against him. Because what happens next is Luke Skywalker comes, they're going to be put to death, and then... Uh, it was apparently a plan all along to get them on this, like, desert barge yeah. and uh, kill, kill Jabba and escape. And so, honestly, the plan doesn't make any sense. But it does, it's it fine. does work. But, but it does work. as part of that, Leia puts the chain around his neck and strangles him to death. Yeah. And it's awesome. Which is why I like to think she took the power of that outfit back. Definitely. Yeah. Uh, they escape... And um, they go to rejoin the rebellion because while all of this has been happening, guess what? There's still space Nazis. Yeah, it's still Star Wars. There's <laughs> yeah, still there's, wars it's still a war not over. in the stars. Yeah. And so they guess what they find out? There's a new Death Star. A new Death Star. Is that star. what you were going to say? Yes, yeah, okay. that's exactly a what I was going to say. A bigger and better a Death Star. A bigger and better more Death Star. This is a more Death Star. <laughs> um, and so they have to go blow up the Death Star again. Again. And so um, they've all rejoined the Rebels. Um, Han, Leia, Luke, he had to go deal with some family shit first, but then yeah. he comes back. Um, and basically what's happening is Lando, he's a good guy now. Um, he is... I mean, he was never a bad guy. No, he just was like... He was just, like, trying, looking out for himself. Yeah. But now he's, like, fully part of the rebellion. Yeah. And so he's going to fly into the Death Star and blow it up like they did in the first movie. And they're, they've realized that the moon, the Death Star is orbiting the forest moon of Endor. Yes. The Redwood Forest in mm-hmm. Northern California. Yeah. That's where it was filmed. So, um... And We're so, planning to go there next week. Are you? Yeah. You're yeah. going to be like Adam Scott in Parks and Rec when they oh, go yeah. to the Redwood Forest and he all of a sudden is like, Endor. Endor. Yeah, exactly. Endor. I hope to live that out. That's yep. awesome. So um, anyway, so Han is going to lead the group on the moon to shut basically 
that's where like the power system it's the wi-fi it's basically the wi-fi actually hub this scene in, in jurassic park is like very similar oh, to yeah. the, or reminds me of that mm-hmm. i don't know if you're familiar i haven't trying seen to shut the original down the jurassic power. park in well, a there's really like long some time similarities i'm there. sure there is it's like all the same they're all friends yeah all for sure visual i think visually there's visually, gotta be some yeah it's probably like the throwback. same anyway so yeah it was probably what but so they basically have to shut down the wi-fi on endor so that lando could go in and blow it up yeah so they're on the moon um and han and leia are like together mm-hmm. and um leia uh gets separated from the rest of the gang and um she meets this adorable Ewok, Warwick Davis. Wicket. Wicket. That's right. And they meet, and um, she's nice to him, and like feeds her, gives him part of her protein bar, yeah. and stuff like that. Very cute. And so Wicket is like, "Come with me," because there's stormtroopers all over the moon. That's part of this. They mm-hmm. have to like, they're attempting to be stealthy, but like, they're not that stealthy. No. So. Wicket is like, come with me. I'll bring you back to my Ewok friends and we'll hang out in our treehouse. It'll be super fun. Um, so that happens. In the meantime, Han and Luke and the rest of the gang are like, well, we got to go find Leia. And they accidentally step in a trap that was set by the Ewoks. And they are like, it's like a real old school, like they're hanging in a net, like yeah. <laughs> yes. captured in a net. And so the Ewoks are like, ah, our food. Yeah. <laughs> well, and, and they, they get out of it. It's not, we don't yeah. have to talk about that. It's no. Not, it's not really important to the ship. No, it's not. And it is something that's like kind of dumb in hindsight. But as a kid, I loved like, it. Oh, yeah, for sure. But yeah, anyway, so the they all end up in the Ewok treehouse. And Leia convinces them to let... Um, Han and Luke go. Yeah. Although it's not even Leia, it's C-3PO because they think he's a god. Yeah, which is, yeah. Anyway, not great. Not great, but... Um, so they escape and um, Han and Leia are, like, back together and they, they're they all just, like, hanging out with the Ewoks and C-3PO's telling a story and they're, like, all just chilling out having a nice barbecue and, yeah. like... That's when one of my favorite scenes happens, and I know it's one of your favorite scenes, too. It doesn't really have to do with the ship, but yeah. when um, Luke, like, steps outside because he's got family drama, mm-hmm, and, mm-hmm. you know, Leia follows him. She sees something is on his mind. Yeah. And that probably is maybe my number one Star Wars scene. It's I have definitely to say. And the music there for is me. one of my favorites. It's really beautiful, and they're they're just, like, chatting outside and basically Luke lets her know like hey I know we made out earlier but turns out you're my twin sister and then she's like oh yeah I had a feeling that no she's wonder like that kiss was so awkward right like, yeah I kind of felt I kinda, that. after we kissed I was like you know you what know? I bet we're related, I we're related. and they were right <laughs> yeah. she's like she actually says she says I know somehow 
I've always known. Yes, and he tells her, this is what makes it so beautiful, and I just think the performances are so great, and the, mm-hmm. this is a, a moment where I think the dialogue, the heightened dialogue is really good. It does work, And yeah. it works for the moment, the atmosphere and everything, mm-hmm. and he's telling her that she has the power to tap into the Force also, and she's like, I could never be like you, like this power that you have. I don't understand it, and he's like, no, you do have it, and mm-hmm. it's just so beautiful. Oh my gosh, I'm going to get emotional, and we're not going to talk about the ship, so we have to stop letting me talk but anyway so then they hug because luke is like by the way gotta go confront daddy yeah and she's like why why must you confront him anyway okay yeah i'm still no it's a great scene it's a great scene and so uh he's like i've got to i'm the chosen one that's what we do this is like the you uh, know this is the moral thrust of this movie i'm serious i'm sorry i'm the I protagonist know, i'm the protagonist i know that vic watching this as a tween doesn't care about this but but cat over here does <laughs> I really want to follow this journey. <laughs> and I just want to watch Han and Leia bang. Can we do that? <laughs> well, now this is the obstacle because Han has noticed that Leia yeah. has noticed Luke and she disappeared and followed him. So now And then Han, Han, Han comes like, out. And that is, I mean, they did see this like love triangle thing from the very beginning. Yeah. That, and Han is like, hey, uh, what's up? honey yeah and she's like i can't tell i can't tell I you can't it's like tell too much you. she's it's, processing that yeah luke is her twin that her dad is Darth she, Vader. she just got like a lot of info yeah and then also long lost twin brother going off to die he's yeah, gotta exactly. go fight daddy yeah. and she also she also lost her adoptive parents and her whole plan very recently very recently yeah so um so she has like all these emotions and he comes out and she's like i can't tell you um and he he gets like a little dumb jealous or he's like could you tell luke is that who you yeah, could tell yeah he mis he kind he misinterprets it her uh, withholding of information and he starts to walk away but then he stops and is like kind of realizes like hey let's do this one differently yeah and like <laughs> turns around and and apologizes have you ever heard a, a rogue apologize cuz i have not with the heart of gold and this is it we're this seeing is it. why like this is the heart of gold part yeah. so like he turns around and he's like i'm sorry and she says hold me and they hug yeah and it's a sweet a sweet hug it's very sweet but yeah it's definitely one of those moments where you're like no the real han solo like doesn't exist cuz that guy that he normally is would not just turn around and say I I Sorry. think that that many men are emotionally intelligent maybe more than we're giving them credit for here Oh no I do think many men are With emotionally Han Solo, intelligent maybe. I think most men who are emotionally intelligent are not, are not the persona of, of a, a, rogue. a rogue Got it No I don't think the two exist in the same body Okay but this also might be why you're married and I'm. I don't single. know. I'm just. I'm just saying. Um, well, that's another story. That's another story. So, anyway, so next day the Ewoks help them fight the Empire. There's a big battle in the stars, obviously Star Wars, and yeah. so um, lots of stuff is happening. But basically, Han and Leia are on the ground fighting to get into the building so they can turn off the wi-fi yeah and um and while that's happening luke is confronting daddy and lando's in the sky trying to get in to blow up the death star and so the moment um there's a moment where leia is wounded like she gets shot in the arm and han is like uh 
like hold holding on to her arm and it's at this point the bat we skipped over the whole battle we don't need to talk about that but like the battle is sort of winding down and there's basically like just a few stormtroopers left that are closing in on them and um so han is like hey are you okay and she just like shows him his her blaster and that's he says I love you. And she says, I know she, I knows him. And so Han like pretends to surrender and then she shoots him and they realize like, Hey, we've won. We can get in. And there's a whole trickster thing plot here to actually get into the building that I kind of forget. Yeah. I don't know. I haven't watched this one in a while. Yeah. But he basically like, they're able to get in through, uh, Han being charming. Honestly, I want to say that I don't think it makes that much sense even in the movie. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> but I, I'm, yeah. <laughs> so they get in. <laughs> well, they get in because they're the good guys. And yeah. that's just and how, that's it how it goes. Yeah. So they get in, they're able to disable everything. Um, ha- uh, Lando's able to go in, they blow up the Death Star. Um, Luke. Uh, you know, metaphorically it, saves metaphorically his dad. saves his dad. Dad comes back to the light side at for the like end two for a minute before he dies, and Luke is able to like fly his body down to the moon and give him proper burning. burning. <laughs> yeah, a proper burning, of course, a proper burning. Yeah. and um, Darth Vader throws the evil Emperor Palpatine down a shaft. We all know that means in Star Wars, if you fall down a shaft. You are not actually dead. I, I'm going to, um, this is where I'll just, like, not say anything at this moment. Sure. Because I have too many thoughts about this. I understand. We yeah. all have some, maybe some dark thoughts about this. But I have to say, it's not just Emperor Palpatine. No, I mean, like, literally any other character. Any other Anyone characters. in Star Wars. If you see anyone in Star Wars fall down a shaft to their death... They are not dead. They're just, there's always a chance that somehow they will return. (laughs) Yep. (laughs) Yep, yep, yep. Anyway. um, So, and at the end, we see there's a big celebration on Endor. um, And they're all, it's just like a fun celebration. I love the ending of this movie. Uh, And this is where... um, or actually, it's right before the celebration. But like, they see the the Death Star blow up from Endor, and Han and Leia are hanging out in this like crater area, and he's like bandaging her arm, and it's really cute. And she sees it blow up, and Han says, "Hey, I'm sure Luke wasn't on that when it blew," and she's like, "I know he wasn't. I can feel it." <laughs> and um, he he's like. <sighs> You love him. I can just do and the she scene. And she says, oh, yeah, yes. you can do I'll the just scene. do the scene. Okay, I'm okay. doing the literal dialogue. Yeah, yeah. I'll just keep doing the scene. Um, so, you love him, don't you? Yes. Okay, fine. When he comes back, I won't get in the way. Oh, no, it's not like that at all. He's my brother. And then the look on his face when he, he looks like a big information, dummy. he is so happy. And they kiss. They kiss. Course. And I love, like, he has this, he's like, 
oh, he's, like, so happy, and they kiss, and then they pull away, and he's got this, like, other, like, whoa, (laughs) there's a lot more to this, and I know, as a kid, I kept thinking, like, oh, he realizes, like, that means Darth Vader's her father, too, and, like, realizing all of this, I don't don't even even know if Han, I don't even know if he knows that, I don't think he does yet, I don't think he does till later, I like to think the second expression was, like, Oh, didn't you guys make out once? I think there's a <laughs> gif of that as well, I'm sure. I'm sure there is. <laughs> um, so, yeah, that's the sort of the main story of yes. Han and Leia, but we do meet them again later in life. And it's much more tragic. It is. And, oh, my God. Yeah. So, and The Force Awakens, which came out in 2015. Um, 30 years later, right? 40. 40 years later. I can't do math. No. It was a long time. But it's definitely somewhere around 40, like 42, I think. Anyway. And the whole original trilogy is back. um, And we find out we see Han first. He's like the Obi-Wan Kenobi figure, the wise old master, Mm -hmm. but he's still a rogue. Still a rogue. Yeah. And so he... um, comes along because the protagonists of this trilogy, Ray and Finn, have taken the Millennium Falcon, and he's like, I've come to get her back. And yeah. so um, he's sort of acting as their mentor, and along the way, what has happened, because the Empire was defeated 40 years ago, but now a new, um, new Nazis have come about, the First yeah. Order. They're, like, even more Nazi-ish, and... Because that scene with Donald Gleason, yeah, and he's like, we will. That was like super Nazi. And it's tragic because it's also one of my celebrity crushes. Yeah. And he played like a pretty, really bad guy. In I this know. One. Um, <laughs> Not even like a bad guy with like, you know, redeemable qualities. No, he's, he's like a like full like Nazi. Full Nazi, yeah. Uh, and so, um, so this new um, evil new Nazis are here that the, so the rebellion has reformed. They're called the resistance now. And Leia is a general. She's in charge of the resistance. She's like the head honcho lady. And she's awesome and badass as always, but even more so. Um, And we find out that she and Han are no longer together. Yeah. And it's sad. I mean, it is sad. The 13-year-old in me is like, what? Yeah. But I was an adult when I saw The Force Awakens, and I was like, yeah, that makes sense. Their relationship didn't seem sustainable in the long run. Yeah, (laughs) yeah. um, And so they're no longer together, and you find out their son, Ben, is new Hitler, new space Hitler. Yeah, he's the new bad guy, Um, and he's really, like, trying to emulate his grandfather grandpa Darth yeah. Vader yeah and um and he's failing at it he's not he's not he's very not bad great at it. At he's it. like so emo like Darth Vader like really was able to sort of keep his emotions at bay at bay a little bit I mean he still force choked a bunch of people in like a meeting yes. but yeah. um but he sort of his like Darth Vader's outbursts were like calculated he would get angry and like like choke one person. Ben, who he goes by Kylo Ren in this, and yeah. don't even let me talk about him. No, at that's all a for whole more than other thing. It's a whole other thing. 
but he throws tantrums. Oh, yeah. He's like a whiny baby. And it's pretty great. It, I, I like the tantrum. It's pretty funny. I mean, Adam Driver is like truly one of the greatest actors for of sure. our time. Like, yeah. for real. So he truly makes it work. Um, Han basically has to get... It's, it's a lot of like rehashing of A New Hope. Like, there's uh, some plans for yeah. a new giant... Uh, death weapon. Death weapon stored in a droid that they have to get back Whoa, to the we've resistance. Seen this what? Before. Have we seen this before? And so, um, basically, Han has to get BB-8, the droid. BB-8, so adorable. cute. He's my the top droid. He's my favorite droid. Um, that may be divisive. People are like, R2-D2 is the better droid. I'm like, I... Sorry, I like BB-8 yeah, better. Anyway, cute. it's just my thing. I love R2-D2, I promise. But uh, like, I, I'm not questioning your love for R2-D2, I believe you. But BB-8 is where it's at. Anyway, so they get... Um, they, Han has to get BB-8 back to the Resistance, so he and Leia see each other again after... Yeah. A long time. And they're just like, and I, I like it because it's like, I now I don't love the dialogue in this movie with them. I'm gonna say it's like not great, but I think that there is some ambiguity there. So you're like, you get the idea that like, okay, so like they parted ways because they had to deal with like, you know, their son being evil like mm-hmm. in their own way. Well, that's literally dialogue. I mean, I think he says that we both had to deal with it in our own way. Yeah. But th- there's like, they don't tell us a lot of information. So we don't really know like what happened, no. when it happened, like how long they tried to stick together. So we, I kind of like, I do like that aspect that we don't quite know. Yeah, you don't really know. And I have to say, I've read a lot of the extended canon mm-hmm. about these two because I just want to get my hands on anything related to Han and Leia. Yeah. I love it. So much. Um, I haven't touched any of the comics, but I've read a lot of the novels, yeah. and um, it's still ambiguous. Even when, mm-hmm. like, there's a little, we get, like, a little bit more of a timeline, yeah. but we don't actually see them go their separate ways. Right, right. Um, so it's still ambiguous, even digging into the wider, expanded universe. And we learn, okay, so I said the dialogue was bad, but the concept of the scene, I think the intentions I like, because mm-hmm. he we kind of learned that he sort of made himself scarce because he was starting to not really like how she was looking at him. I think he was feeling guilty and then maybe he reminded her too much of their son instead. And Mm -hmm. then, but she's able to say like, I want to see him. I don't want to forget about him. You know? Yeah. And I think you get the idea that they they were not very good at communication (laughs) and that Han was just like, yeah, just every time you looked at me, you saw him. And she's like, I don't, you just said that. It's the same thing. You well, just it's said, one of those. Like... It's one of those things where he's like, I, "You probably are better off without me because look what happened. Yeah. And all this went to shit." And so, and they do have like a nice hug, and yeah, I do like moment. seeing them together. It is not. I'm gonna go out a, on a limb here. Something no one's ever said before. Okay. And say dialogue in Star Wars, not that great. Maybe never been great. Maybe yeah. I'm not worried about it. I'm just, no, I I'm don't <laughs> care about it. Um, anyway, that's I, that was a joke because literally everyone knows the dialogue in Star Wars is not not right. good. <laughs> so, but also, I don't. But yeah, I love that scene when they yeah. first see each other again because yeah, just like the feeling they have the banter again. They have the banter again, and there it's clear like these two actors are like, oh yeah, we're used to making shitty dialogue sound great. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, um, and we still have that's chemistry. That's what we do, and we do still have chemistry, and it's awesome. Um, so yeah, so they and um, basically they've got to go 
into the it's not the Death Star. What is it? I don't remember what it's called, but now it's like the oh Starkiller base. That's it's a it. Of a planet. I did not know. It's what Starkiller it was base. Oh my and god! Basically I'm like, a terrible fan. No, no I forgot to too. I to say. And so they go when they're like at the Resistance base and they're looking at the holograms, just like they did in the original trilogy. They're looking at it, and it's very much just like. Uh, Oh, so they built another Death Star, and Poe, Oscar Isaac, one of my mm-hmm, the great mm-hmm. loves of my life, is like, uh, it. This is the Death Star, and Holt like puts up a thing of the Death Star, and it's like a teeny tiny little bubble, and he's like, "This is Star Killer Base," and bigger. it's like giant. So it's basically I like, yeah. don't love Star Killer Base, but again, no. it's not that is it, while it is a ship, it's not. The ship we're talking about. No. Anyway, so, yeah. But, like, it's basically... It's Death Star, but bigger. Um, They basically have to go infiltrate Starkiller Base again to turn the Wi-Fi off, I believe, is still the they thing. Always gotta they always got to turn wi- the Wi-Fi, Wi-Fi off. off. Even in the prequels, they had to have little baby Anakin Skywalker go turn the Wi-Fi off in space. Anyway. And they never learned to, like, design it in a way where Rebels can't turn the Wi-Fi off. I know. There's, There's always, like, like, always a spot where spot. the Wi-Fi can get yeah. turned off. But I'm glad there is. Yeah. I mean, there just, like, maybe should be a backup with a cord, you know? Like, yeah, anyway. Know. That's fine. I'm not here to teach Nazis how to do their job better. No. So... Um, but when they, when they infiltrate, Han faces off with... Yeah, because Leia asks him to get him back and bring yeah. him home. Oh, that's right. Leia's so, like, bring her son home. That I do like. So I don't, I think that while they're not together anymore, I feel like they're also not not together because like no. as soon as they see each other again and she like gives him this part of the mission, the idea yeah. is like, oh, we can like... Bring him back, be a family again, maybe. I don't yeah. know. They haven't really, they're not thinking that far again, ahead. Communication, not their strong <laughs> you know? suit. Yeah. So, but yeah, they, um, they, yeah, she's like, bring back our son. So he faces off with Kylo Ren. And it's this, like, very intense scene. They're, it's like, slow, it's a great scene. They're, like, slowly walking towards each other on this bridge. And he takes off his mask. He takes off the mask. And they're like, he's like, come back with us, come home, come, you know, yeah, all of this. This one I don't remember all, all no, of the dialogue either. too, but I do know Kylo's like, you see, and I do think he's having like a true crisis, struggle, a true for stri- sure. crisis. But the like, crisis that he has is like an inverse crisis, mm-hmm. which is where he is evil and is trying to be bad, but he has good in him. But the he's good like, is starting to so come out. This is he why says, I know this line. Can I say it? Or please, do you want to no, say it? No, you can say it. It is Kylo no, Ren. No, go ahead. Okay. He says, I know what I have to do, but I don't know if I have the strength to do it. Yeah, and, exactly. But yeah, what what he's trying to, like, I think most people interpret that line as like, I know I have to come home, but I don't know if I have the strength. But what he's saying there is, I know I have to kill you, but I don't know if I have the strength to do yeah, it. Yeah, because this is like his test, like... Because his mentor, like, knows that he has Mm -hmm. some, like, good in him and that he's, like, being pulled towards the light side. So this is, like, going to solidify it for him. He feels like, if I can do this task, I will be fully evil. There's no turning back. I won't feel this annoying light side Mm -hmm. pull anymore. This is why I can't talk about this character. Just because an inverse of, like, your shadow self being on the good side is, like, super interesting to me. And yeah, that's, like, for is. a different podcast because it's not inherently shippy. It's no, just it's not. a little bit nerdy. But it is. Um, and also, what is Star Wars if not 
daddy issues. Yeah, they're baked in right there. They're all that's like. But then, the heart but, but of then Star what Wars. happens is he does have the strength to do it because he just lights that lightsaber and chops daddy in half. Yeah, right when he thinks maybe they're going in for a hug, but instead. He gets stabbed with a lightsaber. Yeah. And then that's when the really cool lightsaber fight happens with Rey after that. After that. Which but yeah, I love. And he's I love like it too. going wild and that's pounding a different on his chest. Ship, that's a different ship. Yeah. Um, but yeah. So um, yeah. So Han falls over the edge. I do think he is dead. I think it's maybe only force users oh, that yeah. fall down a shaft. He and can't live. come back he from can't that come shaft. Back. Um, but yeah, I think only force users can live if they fall down a shaft. Yeah. And also because I'm pretty sure Harrison Ford is like, well, this is why out, baby. This is why they <laughs> killed off. This is like why they killed off his character. Which again, I get it because we care about Han Solo. But whenever people are mad and are like. I hate Kylo Ren because he killed Han Solo. I'm like, Mm-mm. we are, like, lucky to even have Han Solo back in this film. And the condition was that he was going to be killed off. Yeah. And so they tried to make it in the most emotional, best way, way possible, possible. And I think Basically, they delivered. As soon as I heard the news that Harrison Ford was back, I You're was like, like oh, he's, he's dead, dead yo. <laughs> he's dead. <laughs> um, and... I mean, for those who may not know, because um, now we have metrics and I see that a lot of our listeners are under 18. <laughs> so for those of you young, You shouldn't be listening to this. We talk about explicit stuff a little bit. I and we curse. If, I, I mean, if you're like 10, you shouldn't be listening no. to it. But I, I mean, if you're like an older teen, I think you're fine. Anyway, so um, you may not know this. The reason that Han Solo was encased in carbonite in The Empire Strikes Back was because Harrison Ford was like not sure if he was going to come back for the next movie because he was already becoming a really famous movie he star. He would also like, he just wants a way out. And, this and he's time, like, get me out of Star and this Wars, this time man. he's like, get me out of here. Yeah. Yeah. He was like, I'm Indiana Jones now, bitch. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, Yeah. Um, some of the things that we see in some the um, novels, which one of them I know you've read because you recommended it to me, which mm-hmm. is Last Shot, which I love by Daniel Jose Older, um, is uh, it's a story featuring Han and Lando and they're off on an adventure together. But it takes place like two years after um, the events of the original trilogy i think two or three something like that where um the rebels have won they're now a galactic republic and they're trying to like rule the galaxy democratically and fairly and you kind of see and ben solo who grows up to be kylo he's like a toddler toddler. (laughs) and he's trying to be killed by a coffee machine yeah that coffee machine droid does try and kill him yeah um and but um we kind of see their sort of the seeds of like how are how is this couple gonna build their life together now that they are not um like in the middle of a war. Yeah. And I think that's something that's kind of interesting. It's not really that big a part of that book, but it is part of, like, the overarching story. And there is a lot of, like, travel. Even in other of the novels, they're kind of not... They're at not the same always place like living together, and so that's time. kind of interesting. But yeah, you kind of see like it, uh, like them dealing with like how, but that idea of like, hey, we got together under these like crazy dire circumstances. dire circumstances, and then we just got married like right afterwards, and now we have a son, and it's like 
how how do we have a real life right. together when like we never got to do that yeah. in and our relationship before? Son is like pretty like I mean he wasn't an evil baby. He just no, was, he's like, just a regular, a regular baby. But I do think he was like very force sensitive. Yeah, the beginning. And so which Han Solo is not. So I do think there is like also this element of like of like Leia really and Ben have a like, really special connection. Yeah, not just because they're mother and son, which is obviously like a very special connection, but like they're both force users, yeah. and so they can like. Like, there's some dialogue in the books that make me feel like Leia can always soothe him mm-hmm, through the Force, mm-hmm. if necessary. And there's a moment... God, we can't in. talk about this. It's making me oh, too sad. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> okay. Um, so, but you kind of see... And then the other book that really talks about their relationship is really about Leia. She's the protagonist of the book, and it's um, Bloodlines. Did mm, you read I that one? I love that one. Yeah. Oh, I love it, too. I'm so glad you read it. So you kind of see that this takes place about five years before The Force Awakens, mm-hmm. and it's when sort of it's revealed to the galaxy that um, Darth Vader was Leia's father, mm-hmm. and uh, our birth father. And um, you kind of see... In that novel, over the last, like, 20, 25 years, they've sort of settled into a marriage that they're not always living together all the time. Yeah. Like, Han has work off-planet, and she's fairly—she's a senator, so she's pretty— yeah, and their son is, like, is. training to There's, be yeah, their Jedi, son is so off. they're not, they're, like, a family that isn't really together. Right, and you kind of get the impression that over the years, Leia has stayed home and Han has been off traveling more. They just have, like, a relationship where they're not always together yeah. in the same place. So, um, so yeah, that's... I believe that's Han and Leia. Yeah. I have a, a super fun new segment I'd like to introduce. Sure. Well, we have to talk about our now kiss moment, or is that going to be after your new segment? It'll be after the new segment. Okay. Because this new segment is very short. Oh, Very sorry. simple. Okay. And it is, is this a ship on a ship? This is a ship on a ship. Because we have a ship, like two people in a relationship, on... A spaceship. Yeah. And I think maybe that's a question we should ask ourselves moving is, forward. Does is this, this a ship on a, a ship? A ship on a ship. Yeah. <laughs> this is like a quintessential ship on a ship. Yeah, for sure. Um, so, yeah, that's my new segment. I think it's great. Okay. Um, so, our now kiss moment. I mean, you love the kiss that we got. So, is that your moment? Did you want them to kiss a different time? I'm trying to think. That's definitely a moment. Do you have one that you want to say first? I don't know if I have one that's different from that, but there was the time when she awkwardly kissed Luke, and it was, like, (laughs) really to make Han jealous. And so I guess I have, like, a wishful fandom type of now kiss moment where it's like, whoa, what would have happened if she had just kissed Han in that moment as, like, a to shut him up or something? I just don't know how that would have played out. It would have been interesting to see. Um, so yes, my now kiss moment is their first kiss on the Millennium Falcon. Um, it is a moment that's very important to my life. I've basically built my whole comedic career around that moment. So t- my whole creative say more. life. So yes, you may have heard me um, plug on 
this podcast before my solo show called The Princess Strikes Back, One Woman's Search for the Space Cowboy of Her Dreams. And it is about how that moment and my childhood crush on Han Solo has affected the rest of my dating life. So throughout that show, I'm constantly talking about men I've dated, comparing them to Han Solo, comparing myself to Princess Leia. Um, That's what I do. I'm a grown-up. I'm an adult woman you're a writer and comedian and you are sharing your story to be princess leia as my job yeah um so yeah and i do wear princess leia's gold bikini in the show uh and on all of the promotional material so you can see that all the time if that's something you're interested in yeah (laughs) um so yeah i also I know now we're getting into plugs, so I'm just going to segue Go ahead, right into start it, plugging. if you will. Very Plug away. good segue. Um, so if you are interested in seeing my solo show, it's very funny, I have to say. It is very funny. Um, I am heading out on tour, so you can see me in Orlando May 16th through 30th. Um, and in Indianapolis in August, I don't remember the dates right off the top of my head. I mean, it's launching, the tour's launching in Chicago, but when you are listening to this, you have just missed it if you live in Chicago. However, uh, you can catch me throughout the summer, probably around Chicago, um, doing bits from the show and things like that. So you can find all of the information about that on my website, which is victorianotvicky.com. And please follow all of my social media at notvicky4 on Twitter and Instagram. And you can follow the show on Facebook at The Princess Strikes Back. Yeah, and you can follow me at underscore mighty underscore heart. And I guess sometimes I'll post something about Star Wars. I don't know. I have in the past. And you have in the past, yeah. You never know. Never know when it might come back yeah. into our lives. Vic, I just wanted to say thank you so much for doing this podcast with me. I I love you. I know. Uh, At one time, there was a Galactic Federation. It kind of fell to the Sith Lords, who were these, like, bad... Uh, magician guys, yeah. basically. Honestly, I can't even go into that that much because no. that that part of the Star Wars universe is still so confusing and to that, me, even after all of this time. It's very political yeah. for a children's movie.